What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bulldogs. Brandon Worth, Joan Aggie, joining you. Great show in store for you. The voice of the Bulldogs are joining us here on the show. Can't wait. Joe's already excited. The he Golden Boys. Still. The Golden Boys of Broadcasting. Rob Bentley and Sandy Golston are joining us on the show. So and, Yeah, and it was a great interview, by the way, so you want to stay tuned for that. But first, of course, as always, we got the Ferris State Sports Recap for you here, yes, Joe. Yes, we do. It's going to be a little bit quicker because the interview ran a little long. But That's true. We'd rather have a long, good interview than... I mean, you can check out the website if you really want to look over everything, but let's get right into it, Brandon. Let's get right into it. Let's start, of course, with football. The win over Saginaw Valley, 38-17, the final at home. Started off hot, cooled off a little bit, but that second half, it was all dogs, Joe. I mean, defense stood out in a huge way. There's not really much to talk about other than we just really, because this is the thing, Saginaw Valley has always been a team where it's just been like, you really don't know, because last year, what was it, one on a field goal or something like that? It was, it was very close. It was a close The year game. before that, even closer, I think we only won by two. So this was one where I was getting a little nervous uh, going into this week of how we were going to play, but we played very, very well. Uh, Xavier Wade had a really, really uh, good catch right over the top, perfectly placed ball by Malik. Had, I think, what was it, two touchdowns, three touchdowns this game? Um, yeah, he had right? three, touchdowns three touchdowns receiving. This game. Yeah. So if college football fantasy was around, he would have been a top pick for sure. But this is one where it's definitely a very solid win, especially with Grand Valley coming up, who... I think is still going right now by the time this airs. Yeah, by the time you're listening to this live on WBRN, the game is over on Sunny 97.3 with them right now. So I'm not saying you should go over so there right now. you should wait till ours is over and then go over to there. You could, but you can stay for the West Michigan Sports Show too afterwards so as wait well. till that's over and then go over there. Yeah, yeah. So if we can't, of course, tell you exactly what to do, but we're going to tell you what to do. Yes. And just wait afterwards. You'll, Football. Don't you'll promise. You, you'll want to hear it. Yep. Anyway, over against soccer in action against Saginaw Valley State, a really good Saginaw Valley State team, and they really put it to us, especially right out of the gate. Uh, the Dogs lose 3 Nothing at home uh, against the Cardinals, who's a really good team. They were really underlooked going into this season. Now we see why their offense is spectacular. Um, they scored right out of the gate seven minutes into the game and really took control of possession from there. And I think it, it really just showed uh, how good of a team they were. And our, our team is very resilient. Uh, we just really got to get a little bit something going. And it's just really tough to go into uh, a game of that you know, that stature, knowing what you've went through the last couple of weeks and going in against that big team. Because really, we didn't have a whole lot of momentum. We had a little bit from that chip over to Hammond and Kenosha, got a couple points. Mm-hmm. Um, but facing off against that big of a team, uh, they really took it to us and they just stole the momentum right out of the gate. Yeah, it ain't easy. I mean, Saginaw in the first half had 12 shots. Uh, they were able to slow it down, but still, 12 shots in the first half is not something that you want to see. We did pick it up with a corner kick production. Uh, had eight total in the game, really ramped that up in the second half with six. So we're going in the right direction. Just got to really turn it on, especially with the season kind of. Uh, hitting that second spot or second half of the season now. Yeah, we just need that second half win. We saw it last year. Just got to get it going. Gosh, got to get it going, you know. Anyway, volleyball, two huge 3 nothing wins over Saginaw and Big Davenport. Time. Dominance, dominance, dominance. This team is red hot and they are doing it on 
all sides, offensively, defensively, serving in special teams. They've just been phenomenal. They've done it in all phases. They've stole the momentum away and at home. And it's really it's really tough to stop them right now, the way that they're playing. And we're just going to let them do their thing and keep winning. Yeah, I mean, eight eight game heater already, uh, basically through the center and middle of the season. Now we got Hammond uh, Midwest crossover coming up, I think the 13th. So it will kind of be going at this point, I yes. think by the time at least the championship game. So if we make it to the championship game, that'll be sick. But they play Indianapolis and Finley as well during that. So loving what we're seeing from volleyball. Keep it going, and then uh, really attack the second part of the GLIAC schedule coming up after the crossover. Absolutely. Over into hockey season opener. Oh, how about a one. season opener? How about a season what opener, a Joe? day, bro. That was crazy game. I'm not going to lie. Crazy atmosphere as well with the new video boards getting set up, and then also to be capping off the first game of the year with an OT thriller win. Huge goal by Jason Branshaw. Played really well. I mean, we came back, what was it, four goals in the... Th- Three in the third, and then one in OT to win yep. it all. Down 4-1. So that was a huge, huge win for us. I uh, wasn't able to get the job done on Friday or Sunday. 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 Yep. It? Yeah, Sunday. I knew it was like a two-off weird days. Yeah, this week played. is Thursday, Friday. Yeah, Last this week, week is Thursday, Saturday, Yeah, so then it'll go to Friday, Saturday after this week. Um, but yeah, it was two great games. Uh, Would have liked to see a win second day, uh, but I think we just need to, I don't know, work out the kinks a little bit, and then I think we got Western with that split day coming up. Yeah, it's going to be really cool to see how they do against Western, playing at their place uh, and then as well going back to Engelglaben. Uh, to finish it out, Lewis crossover for cross country went really well. Uh, men's team finishing very high in a dominant field. Uh, ladies side didn't have as great of a day, but still a very gritty performance from them uh, as they really showed that they can compete against a lot of these good teams in the region and it's going to be really yep. fun to see where they are a week from now coming up at Michigan Tech for the GLIAC championships very. as well. Also, Barely shout out excited. to Bulldog Golf for a third place finish in shout the, the golf Fall team. Regional. And as well, uh, how about uh, Ben and Hayan going to make it over to the Ooh. National Championships for the ITA Cup? So shout out to how them about as it? well. Ben and Jan, dude, way to go. Dude, dominant duo, and they continue to it's be successful. just what we like to see. Absolutely. That was the Fair State Rundown. Am I correct? That is. So, what's we got next, Brandon? I think we have an interview to go to. Whoa. So, without further ado. Let's swing to the interview. Now joining us in studio, what some say the greatest broadcasting duo that we've ever seen, Rob Bentley, Sandy Golson. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having us, guys. Absolutely. Great to have you guys. And we're going we're gonna to go straight to the most requested question. I'm sure many people are wondering. The dynamic duo, Touchdown Bulldogs, for how many years? Where did it all start? How did you guys meet up? And how did you guys get in the booth together for the first time? You know, I think uh, I came here in 2000 and Sandy was already uh, kind of established here at Ferris State as a sports writer. So I worked with him uh, when he was at the Big Rapids Pioneer. Um, I think he jumped on some broadcasts when I first started covering football as the the SID, I think in 2007. And we we formed a three-man team. We had Jason Dayday as the the play-by-play guy. And we had a three-man crew for about a year or two. And Jason eventually uh, got to the point where he just couldn't do it anymore with his position uh, working in admissions. So... Uh, I kind of took over the play-by-play aspect, and, you know, we've, we've kind of been together since then. Yeah, it's been uh, a lot of years. You know, I'm thinking I first got started, uh, you know, in the media with Ferris Sports in 1996 when I was working for The Torch. Then I went from there and started, as Rob mentioned, working at the Big Rapids Pioneer, which was a lot of fun to allow me to just kind of really go to all the sports and uh, to just get better and better with that. And then, again, Rob came in a few years after that when I was at the Pioneer, and then uh, – you know, I just had an opportunity, I remember, to, to fill in once with uh, basketball. 
And uh, just uh, now, I don't know, 18 years later, still doing uh, basketball, 18 or 19 years, whatever it is, still doing basketball and then had a chance to jump in with football. The three man crew was really, really cool. And, and, and here we are all these years later, still doing it. Over the tenure for both of you being on the air, I mean, you guys have been able to call so many fantastic games, you know, the 2018 National Championship for basketball, main national championships for football, and then multiple GLIAC championships for a lot of the sports. I mean, what's been kind of your favorite ones to call, and what's been some of those favorite memories that you guys have been able to kind of make on air? You know, I think there's been a ton of them. Um, you know, it starts with the 2018, I think, Men's Basketball National Championship for me. I had worked in Division Two basketball at Nebraska Kearney before I came here, so I'd been around, you know, Division Two sports for about 25 years, and the goal was always to get to the Elite Eight in basketball, and we, we not only got there, we uh, had a great game, uh, won the national championship in an exciting fashion. So, you know, that was really cool. And then to see what we've done in football the last two years, obviously, uh, I can remember Sandy and I did the season when we went 1-10 and 10 back in 2009. So it's uh, been a great turnaround and uh, kind of the, the pinnacle of success being able to call the last two national championships. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we've had a chance to call four national championship games. 2018, we did two national championship games. And just to put that in perspective, you know, you guys probably know this too, but when you're young and you first get that scratch that itch for uh, broadcasting, you start dreaming of calling a national championship game or calling the NBA finals or calling the Super Bowl, calling the World Series, the Stanley Cup finals. And to, to finally get a chance to do that in 2018, that one is really special to me. They're all special. All three national championships are special, but 2018 was really special. We had a, a team just for the ages, an all-time great men's basketball team. And, and Rob and I were right there in that atmosphere, packed arena at the Sanford Pentagon in, in South Dakota. That was an incredible atmosphere coming down to the last play uh, before we actually won the championship. I mean, that was a really, really special experience. For sure, and kind of diving into the, the nitty and the gritty of broadcasting. Because of course, everybody knows you have a headset on and you're calling what you see, but the amount of preparation that goes in before it is something that is unseen in the industry. And I guess really the question is for you guys, when it comes to just a normal GLIAC game, maybe on a Wednesday afternoon for basketball, or if it's the national championship in Division Two on ESPN potentially, uh, what kind of that preparation that you take for those games and some things that you would maybe give out for tips for some that are looking to go broadcasting full time? You know, I think you obviously have to want to do it and, and spend the time and invest into your profession. Uh, you know, for me, there's a lot of work that goes into all of them, just with all the other duties we have outside of the broadcast element. And I think it really allows me to, you know, kind of study the other team of prepares. I'm putting together information for the game. Um, you know, I try to take the national championship games that we have been able to do as, you know, a, a regular game and, and try to keep it the same. But, you know, there's there's obviously more preparation that goes into those as well with uh, working with the TV crews that are there and, uh, you know, all the logistics that go into it. Um, you know, so it's a it's a ton of fun, I think, uh, you know, doing a, a regular game. But obviously those those big games, you get up a, maybe a little bit more for those. Yeah, I think, you know, doing it for so many years and you get a chance to see. Now, after so many years of doing it, you get a chance to see the guys that were that were freshmen and then they were sophomores and then they were juniors and then they were seniors. And you get a chance to watch them grow and develop. And that helps you to become more familiar with them. And I'm just a, kind of a junkie for it, too. You know, I like to you know, see what the other teams are doing. We've got flow sports now so we can watch a lot of the games and, and, and see what the opponent is doing, the next opponent is doing or the opponent two weeks away is doing. And so, um, you know, I'm just a junkie for it. I'm, a, I'm an old uh sports writer, old newspaper journalism guy. And so I just like, uh, you know, just digging in and really breaking it down and understanding people and, and understanding teams and understanding games. And we'll be back after this here on WBRN. 
Yeah, and that's what makes the broadcast so much mm-hmm. better is that like nitpicking type stuff. Rob, your touchdown Bulldogs call has kind of become iconic over the past few years now. Has that always been like, I don't know how you do it, but it just is something where it's just like, yeah, it scratches a part of your brain where it's like, yeah, it's a good call. Like, how did that kind of come about to be able to like make that iconic? You know, I don't know how it came about. It just kind of kind of happened. I think uh, maybe the first touchdown I called and it, it's been like that ever since. Um, you know, I think I do notice it maybe a little more now that people you know, mention it and, and talk about it. So maybe there's a little more emphasis on, on big moments when, uh, you know, we do score a touchdown. For sure. You know, I think everybody thinks that there's just like two Rob Bentleys because they, they see <laughs> like the, the mild-mannered Rob Bentley. And they're like, is that the same guy on the, on the radio? Because like Rob gets intense, he gets into the game. And it's a lot of fun. I mean, calling calling with Rob. And, and when he does that touchdown Bulldogs and we, you know, we had the, the Northern Michigan game where obviously he had a, a lot of chances to say that that was a, a, a fun performance for our guys. And, you know, it's really great. You know, I think young announcers coming up, you, you start to think about what's going to be like your signature call. You know, you think of uh, how are you going to introduce the game? What are you going to do at halftime? How are you going to call? Like, I remember the national championship game in 2018. It came down to uh, Northern State. They missed a long three pointer at the buzzer and Rob's calling the game. And I'm like, wow, I'm just sitting there watching the game. And then all of a sudden Rob stops talking. I had to come up with something to say. I'm like <laughs> trying to figure out, I'm like, man, what, what am I going to, and then I, I came up with something. I don't know, but I mean, it was, it was an electrifying moment. And as it, you know, I mean, football, we've, we've had a little bit more of a comfortable margin of victory, but those games are all very, very special. And, and when you have that signature call, it just really means a lot. Absolutely. We've always heard Rob's signature call and Sandy, don't leave you out as well. We can, we hear the lookouts a lot. Where did that one come <laughs> Look from? Out. Yeah. I don't know. You know what? I, my approach to it honestly has always been that, uh, I want to be like uh, the, a little bit more than the guy on the couch, you know, but I want to be like the, the fan that really gets into the game. And I want to bring the, the energy, the everyman energy to the broadcast and, and while putting in the knowledgeable stuff that, that I want to put in to, to give people the compliment to what Rob's doing, the great work that Rob does with play by play. And so, uh, I just get into it with the energy. I, we, I did a hockey game the other day, uh, with Brody Kaiser, uh, who's off to a great start in his career. And, uh, they were telling me, man, you were just going nuts when you scored that game winning goal. And I'm like, man, I, I just, Hey, I just got caught up. It just happened. You know, it, just, it was, I was in the moment. I just got caught up. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, especially with football's kind of rise to the top of the D2 football world, that GB Ferris game has been gotten crazy good. And especially with it coming up this week, I mean, what's kind of been some of the things that you have been preparing on both of you guys for uh, this game? I think just uh, getting to know, obviously, Grand Valley has some new personnel, people that uh, weren't there last year playing different roles. And then for us, uh, you know, just uh, hoping our guys come in and uh, really focus in and uh, are ready to play on Saturday. You know, I think, um, you know, we obviously have seen uh, our team play some outstanding football over the last few weeks. And I, I think they're going to be well prepared going into a, a tough environment. And hopefully that, that experience at Montana playing in front of a big crowd will, will help us on Saturday. You know, I think these games have been great over the years. They've been really competitive. They've been hard fought, which is what a rivalry should be. Um, you know, fortunately, we've come out on more of them than we have not, which has been great, which is even greater if you're a Bulldog fan. But um, I, I just, you know, I always expect a really tough, hard-fought game between these two programs. And and that's the way it should be. These are two top four programs. When you think of West Michigan and what we have in West Michigan with Ferris, number one, you got Grand Valley right there at number four. You got Davenport. They're, they're trying to sneak into that top 15, top 10 to solidify their position. All three schools right here in West Michigan, all within an hour of each other. I mean, that just says a lot about the caliber of football we have here. And, you know, it's great that we've been able to have that success with the competition in our backyard. 
Absolutely. And me and Joe in our time, especially um, hearing from you guys as well as Harrison Watt, shout out to him as well um, from his time. There's a lot of stories that can go from broadcasting games and that can take you from sometimes one city to another city to another city in the span of three nights. Is there any memorable memories that you're going to be like, man, I will never forget this brutal trip or this mining moment where we had to go from this place to this place, getting into a hotel lake. What are some of those stories? He's got one coming up. <laughs> I definitely have one. I remember um, one uh, just a few years ago. We uh, had a home basketball tournament, and obviously, uh, you know, when you're a staff like us, uh, you, you have to get every event covered. So we had a home basketball tournament, um, and, and I think a home hockey game as well. So I was here uh, on, on a Friday night um, helping out in those events, and I told Sandy, well, we're going to leave at 10 o'clock. So we're going to leave at 10 o'clock to drive to Houghton, Michigan, to be there for a noon kickoff the next day. And, you know, it was all going well. I, I think uh, we, we leave uh, Cadillac. I got pulled over for speeding. Uh, fortunately, <laughs> got a warning for that one. Um, and that was just the start of the trip. So we eventually got to eventually got to Munising about 4 a.m. And we're in a blizzard. Uh, we, we were not expecting snow uh, here in the first week of November. And it must have taken us three hours to get from Munising to Marquette. And we finally got there at daylight. And it was it was tough. It was, uh, you know, a long stretch driving on that. And Ended up making it to Houghton, uh, you know, got there with a little time to spare and did the game. But, um, you know, we've had a couple trips up there. We had another trip uh, just a couple years ago. I took my daughter on on the trip with us. And, you know, that's a big reason I, you know, love football is being with Sandy and being able to experience those game days, those trips together. Uh, he's been gracious enough to put up with my two daughters when they went on trips with us. And um, it's always an experience with them. But, you know, a couple years ago we were up there and got done broadcasting another game at Michigan Tech, which happened to be in the snow. And left campus and we didn't even make it off campus and ended up running into a curb and it uh, took out the tire on our car. And oh no. There was nowhere to fix it at six o'clock on a Saturday night. So <laughs> we had to end up staying overnight and renting a car at the airport in Houghton the, the next day to get us home. So we've had a couple memorable trips. Uh, it seems like every time it happens, it's to Houghton, Michigan. Well, at least with the accident though, at least we got Ambassador Pizza. So we, we were able to, uh, that's great pizza. If you ever go up to Houghton and you're, you're going to Michigan Tech, Got to go to the ambassador and get some of that pizza. But, uh, you know, I think that's that he took uh, the trip that I was going to say too. that that trip. I mean, that was sideways snow. And I think it caught the road commission, the local road commissions by uh, by surprise, too, because we got up there and there was like no plows on the road. And we're just like plowing through it ourselves. And we finally get there. And I don't know, we went to a restaurant, got some breakfast and then ended up getting to the game. But, um, you know, UP trips are um, sometimes very interesting. Yeah, and especially, I mean, what do you guys, like, talk about on those long trips where, you know, I have to go down to Ashland and stuff like that? Like, what's kind of the conversations? Is it a lot of just listening to music? Is it more talking about sports? What's it like? You know, a lot of it, I think, is talking about sports and, and what's going on at Ferris State, and especially after a game, you know, talking about the game on the way home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Sandy mentioned, we, we both mentioned kind of the UP trips. That's one of the highlights of our trips is going to the UP during the fall and being able to listen to high school football in the UP. There's there's some great accents, uh, some, <laughs> some announcements that you never know that you you'd have that much fun listening to. So it's, uh, you know, there's always something, but you know, a lot of it is talking about sports and, and, you know, how our teams are doing here at Ferris State. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we talk about a lot of stuff, uh, even beyond sports, just things that are going on on campus and, you know, we'll, we'll listen to games. Uh, sometimes, Hey Rob mentioned, uh, uh, UP high school football and uh, we go through uh, Tim Blaschel, Jeff Blaschel uh, territory there. And so we get it, listen to the Sioux and uh, some of the other teams up there. But it's a lot of fun. I think usually we just uh, talk a, a lot of sports and things that have been going on. And, and uh, it's just a great time. And we sometimes we have, you know, we've had, we have students with us sometimes, uh, videographers. We have photographers come with us. We took a kicker 
with us, I think, a few times. <laughs> what? We, we, we picked up a kicker from the, from the airport outside of Marquette. So I, we, we've uh, we've taken football players with us. Oh, yeah, we, we had one year uh, where Coach Nice actually called me, I believe, on a Friday afternoon. The team had left uh, to go up to Houghton, uh, I think, Friday morning or the night before. And uh, they had a kicker that got hurt in practice. So they needed uh, another kicker on the trip. And uh, we, we picked up the kicker at 3 o'clock, left Big Rapids, and – and uh, ended up getting into Houghton like at 10 or 11 o'clock at night, and he played the next day. So, wow. <laughs> I think he had to sit in the back with uh, one of Rob's daughters. So I'm sure that was a that, that was, that was interesting conversations right there. But that's, it's it's a lot of fun. But I think that shows really uh, the family that we have here because uh, you know Coach Nice, you know, trust Rob to. I mean, we had, I think we had a, we brought a knee brace sometime one time for somebody. We picked up a player at the airport one time, and so we we have that. And I think it's just part of the Ferris family. It's a it's a small group, you know, and we do a lot of stuff not only in athletics but in my area and communications for the university. We have a small team, but we work well together, and everybody's in it for Ferris. Everybody's in it for the students, for the student athletes, and I think that's what it's all about. Yeah, rise with us. That's yeah. the tagline. So uh, we appreciate you guys both coming on. We got the final question for you, the golden question. We like to ask everybody here on the show. It's been your favorite thing about being a Ferris State Bulldog and being here in Big Rapids. You know, I think for me, just the community. Um, you know, I came here expecting to stay at Ferris State for a year, and it's been 23 years now. Um, and it's because of the you know the great people in the community that really support you know not only Ferris State but uh, the local schools. I have two kids in the school system. Um, my wife's a teacher, and uh, you know, just great people to be around both at Ferris State and the community. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm a city guy. Grew up in Detroit, Northwest Detroit. Um, you know, and finding a home here and putting down roots and, you know, I bought my house here and I've been able to get involved in the community and serving on local boards, uh, the Park and Recreation Board for the city of Big Rapids. Uh, I'm on the board of directors for Hope House Free Medical Clinic here in town. Done a lot of work with athletics. Um, Again, I worked at the Pioneer for a number of years and you really uh, find a home here. And I've gotten to know a lot of people over however many crazy amount of years it's been, but it's a lot of fun. This is a great great community. It's a small community, um, but to me, it, it's home. And that's saying it as a city guy coming to live in a small town. It's really, it's a great community. And I think the people that live in this community that help make it great, uh, they can really uh, look in the mirror and feel really proud of the community that they've created. That's awesome. Well, Rob, Sandy, thank you so much for coming on the show. Good luck this weekend with the call. And uh, thank you so much again. Hey, thanks. Go Bulldogs. Go Bulldogs. Big thanks to Rob and Sandy for coming on the show. We're running out of time, Joe. You got to hit us with that Fair State Sports Club. Don't worry. I got you. Thursday, men's ice hockey at Western Michigan. Friday, kicking it off, 10 a.m. Women's volleyball is tanking on Indianapolis at Hammond. It's going to be a good time. Purdue Northwest is coming to town to take on women's soccer at 1. 3 o'clock, women's volleyball is playing game two against Finley in Hammond as well. Men's hockey is going to finish out the schedule on Friday. Double dipping, one at home, one away. This one's going to be at home against Western Michigan. Saturday, check it out. Women's volleyball, region crossover, final. TBA, who they're going to be playing against. Women's tennis is also taking out Bucknell at 11.30 a.m. And then we got the big one, the Anchor Bone Classic football versus Grand Valley State at 3 o'clock. Check in, check out. Got to check that one out or else I don't know what you're doing. Women's soccer Sunday against Wisconsin Parkside at 1 a.m. Or 1 p.m., excuse me, not 1 a.m. Monday, women's golf is against CM, is at CMU for the Chippewa Invitational. Men's golf is at the Doc Sprague Fall Invitational. Same thing for the next day. And then we'll be hitting you with what's coming up next week on the next week's show. Absolute fire emoji. Yep. Check the rest out at fairstatebulldogs.com. That's all the time we got until next week here on Behind the Bulldogs. Take care, everybody.